Okay, let's go ahead and turn our Bibles to John chapter 19. Have your way in this place, Lord. John chapter 19. And if you can just uh, uh, stand up in reverence to the word, we're going to look at verse 17. We're going to look at verse 17 through 22. And the bear loves Matt. Wow. I heard the bass louder than everything, though, when that went down. I don't know how that happened. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's because he's the bass player. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> John chapter 19. Love my little brothers. And verse 17. If you're there, say amen. amen. In all seriousness, let's get into the word. Um, and he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, and Jesus in the center. Hmm. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. I'm going to preach this next week, so you, you be here for Resurrection Sunday, please. But notice what it says on the cross. It says, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Jesus, where he came from and who he is. In verse 20, then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Hmm. Therefore the king of priests of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews. But right, he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate then answered and said, what I have written, I have written. Oh. Do not write, he said, I am the king of the Jews. But write that he is the king of the Jews. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. Father, bless us. Be with us, Lord. Participate with us, Lord God. We ask that you would speak. Speak to us, Lord God. And we ask that in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Agape, how are we doing? Good, good, good. You know, I always got to check to make sure how everybody's doing. Um, I come here every Sunday with... Uh, with a burden on my heart and a weight on my chest. I've even had some members in the church who I believe God is anointing them with prophetic gifts who say, what does it mean when you have a weight on your chest? And what does it mean when you feel something heavy on yourself? Uh, when you feel something heavy, that means there's a burden, there's something on you. And that God is essentially calling you to get rid of it by doing something. Whenever you feel that weight on yourself, uh, just know that God is speaking to you in a way that says that there's something that you need to do. And until you do that very thing, that weight remains. So I came today to get this weight off my chest. Praise God. And I believe that God will bless you in this message. We've been covering a series, a crawl cross movement, where we've been following and chronicling the last few days of Jesus 
uh, the last few days of Jesus' life on the earth. And, and so we began by talking about the betrayal which began in the Garden of Gethsemane. We then followed with, sorry, we began with the, the garden and then we went to the betrayal. And after the betrayal, we went to the trial and that's what we covered last week. Were you guys blessed last week by the message? I believe there was a blessing there. And so today, we're not necessarily concluding the series, but I'd like to take another step where we follow Jesus to the cross. Somebody say the cross. And I believe that the most important aspect of this series is actually this message. For the cross is really what it's all about. And my most important assignment today uh, is to really make the cross relevant to you. Uh, my assignment today is to make the cross real for you. And so while we follow this journey and we've gotten to the cross, today it gets real. Somebody say, it gets real today. It gets real today. And so I could have read this account on any of the Gospels, since the Gospels really give us a, a description of the life of Jesus on the earth, his ministry, and then his pastoral sacrifice. But today what I want to do is, is I've been reading, as you've noticed, through Matthew. And while Matthew gives us a description also of Jesus on the cross, I like the description that John gives. He gives it a little bit different uh, than the synoptics. Notice that when you read these Gospels, that John's account is a little bit different than the others' accounts. Uh, John has what we call a, a, a descending Christology, while the others have what's called an ascending Christology. And, and I'm not really here to get into a large theological debate with you, and I'm not here to really... Uh, follow a theological discourse, I want to at least get this far to say that John explained and he described Jesus as a God who had existed above and who came down. The Bible says that uh, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God, meaning he began up at the top and then he came down. The Bible also helps us understand this descending Christology when uh, we look at the kenosis and it says that he emptied himself and made himself of no reputation, that he humbled himself. So John's account uh, is a little bit different in the way that he describes the story of Jesus. But another place where John is a little bit different, and this is why we're reading it, is that John gives us an account where essentially the purpose that his book was written was to focus on the identity of Jesus. John really is more concerned not with what Jesus did, uh, but John is more concerned of, with who Jesus is. Is anybody with me right now? Uh, stay with me here because I want to make sure you understand where I'm about to go with this. He focuses on the identity of Jesus and the purpose of his writing is for us to know who he is. If we read John chapter 20, verse 31, it says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have a life in his name. So John, unlike the other Gospels, is focusing really on believing who Jesus is, not just knowing what he did, uh, but believing who he is. And I believe that it is more important for us to know who Jesus is rather than what he did. Because if we don't know who he is, then what he did is of no effect. Anybody with me? I, I don't want to sound redundant with you, but we preached this before, that Jesus really never did anything that impressive if you look at it from the perspective of a man. But if you believe and you know that 
that Jesus is God, anybody with me right now? If you believe and you know that he is God, then what he does now has even more significant. Uh, the Bible says this in John 14 verse 12. He says, most assuredly I say to you that he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also. Meaning, if you can just believe in God, and if you can know God's identity, you're going to be able to do more things than Jesus ever did when he walked the face of the earth. For the Bible says in the same verse that greater works than these will he do because I go to see my father. Uh, what I want to explain to you is, is that if we're going to chronicle the life of Jesus and if we're going to describe the things that Jesus did, it's more important that in looking at what Jesus did, it leads us to know who he is. I want to make sure we understand it. It's more important for me to take what he did and to grasp in the glean and to take out of what he did to know who he is. So if we're going to go through this series, notice what I've done. I'm not focusing so much now on the stuff that Jesus did in the last days that he was here. Rather, I'm focusing on uh, uh, on who he is, meaning I need a revelation to know who God is. Let me help you understand a little bit further. To know who God is, then I have to align uh, by no, sorry, by knowing who God is now, uh, I'm able to align who he is with what he did. Uh, meaning, I'm not just believing that God did the things that he did, but I'm believing God did the things that he did because he is God. Are y'all still with me? I, I, I want you to understand that. Because if I don't align who he is with what he did, then him dying on the cross is of no effect. I'm going to take my time with that. If I, if Jesus isn't God, then what is the point of the cross? Uh, uh, if Jesus uh, is just a man who had a good mouth, knew how to speak, uh, was impressive and just, he was just popular and famous, then the cross really wouldn't mean anything. Because I believe that there were a lot of famous guys who died on the cross. You see, you see, see, some of us, we get shocked because we think that Jesus was the only man who died on the cross. When many other people did. What made this man different? So I understand this, that if I don't align Jesus' identity with his action, how can I truly be fully blessed? If I don't know who Jesus is and what he does, how can I be blessed in what he does for me? That's why I understand that there's some people who think in another level. They think uh, in another dimension. They understand that who Jesus is now is important in their lives. And when they know who Jesus is, then they take the things that have happened in their lives and they begin to connect it with who Jesus I don't know if anybody catching what I'm saying. It's meaning he does things, maybe it wasn't that impressive for you, but because I know who my God is, I understand that my promotion didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, it came from the grace of God. Am I preaching to somebody? Uh, my blessing didn't come out of anywhere. It came from the grace of God. That accident that I did not die in, the reason I didn't die in it was because of God. The people who have a relationship with God say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. You see, people who are spiritual, people who have a relationship with God don't believe in luck. Oh my God, I, I don't know if I'm preaching something. People understand that there's something deeper that's acting in all of it. Meaning, I didn't get lucky, I was fortunate and blessed that God favored me in this season and in this time. If it had not been for the Lord, 
I'm, I'm preaching to some dead people today. I wish I was preaching to some people who understand what I'm saying. You've got to know who Jesus is to get significance in what he does. If you don't know who he is, how can you know that you're blessed? And I want you to understand this, is that um, knowing Jesus is not going to church on Sunday. Uh, because you pray don't mean you know Jesus. I, I gotta, I, I'm about to step on some toes right now. Just because you, you, you come on Sunday and, and, and you do the worship thing doesn't mean you have a relationship. Because understand this, even the disciples uh, who walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, did not know who he was because Jesus asked them, he says, uh, who do you think I am? And they tell him what other people said he was. Meaning they didn't even have a relationship close enough to know who Jesus was. Rather, they wanted to tell him what other people said that he was and the one guy who said who Jesus was oh, I don't know if anybody's with me he says even you it didn't come from you it came from the Holy Spirit uh, meaning I can have I, I can see all the things that Christ does I can see the miracles I can see all the stuff that happens but even then I may not really know him I, I'm, 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 I'm going to take this a little bit slow for a minute and talk to you because a lot of us, we're looking for miracles to see Jesus. God, I'll believe you if the prophet says something that nobody knows. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. <laughs> nobody wants to go there. No, I'll believe you if, man, you just, God, show me you, you're real. So we go around chasing prophets like they're Jesus. And sometimes God is revealing himself to you. He's been revealing it all this time. So many miracles have already happened in your life. You should have been dead already. Should have been gone already. It should have been over for you. And there God is showing himself over and over again. And then you show up in church like, God, show me who you are. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep moving because I'm preaching to a church that, uh, mm, mm, mm. if you really know who God is, you know that even the little things got a lot of significance. See, y'all ain't with me. Even when I wake up in the morning, it got a lot of significance. If you really got a relationship with God, you know other people looking at you not knowing why you're worshiping, not knowing why you're praising. Tell them, if I showed up to work today, it's by the grace of the Lord. If I can make it out of this job today, it's by the grace of God. If you see me standing here, how many times I thought about killing myself, how many Many times I thought about giving up, but God kept me strong. He kept me here. I'm not here by myself, but by his grace. Hmm. And so what we learn here in the cross movement is that we're learning Jesus' identity. We're learning who he is. Y'all with me right now? Because I got to... <laughs> People ask me this, they say, well, why did, why did Jesus die on the cross? And we had a Bible study. If y'all were here, um, if y'all were here on Thursday, it was, it was, it was snapping. It was snapping. Yeah, it was snapping. It was snapping. And what we did was, is we, we studied and we, 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 we really gleaned into the text to find out, um, um, you know, why Jesus died on the cross and why Jesus died the way that he did. And so we have, some theological arguments as to why Jesus died the way that he did. Now, today what I wanted to do is, is I wanted to give the cross some significance because, you see, Jesus could have died any other way, but he died on a cross. I don't know if anybody's catching what I'm about to say. 
And when he dies on the cross, notice what John is doing now is John is revealing the identity of Jesus even more. And when he goes to trial, they continue to test him and try him. And they continue to ask him, are you the son of God? Is that what you say you are? That's blasphemy. That's treason. And the Bible says Jesus doesn't open his mouth. And whenever they ask him, he said, you said it. Meaning the only time he spoke and the only time he opened his mouth was to affirm what the enemy spoke. Can I tell you sometimes your enemy is going to talk and talk and talk. You ain't got to open your mouth until they say something that's truth. And you say, there you go. Y'all didn't catch what I'm saying. Y'all didn't catch what I'm saying. They say you're a hoe. You say, they say you're a slut. You say, they say you're a drunk. You say, they say you all that. You say, "Mm mm-hmm. You, you didn't catch it. They say, oh, you think you're blessed now. Mm-hmm. You think you're anointed. Mm-hmm. But you're a sinner. Y'all didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. When your enemy is accusing you, you don't got an answer to your enemy. Y- y'all ain't y'all with me? Because he can't do nothing to you. So all you do is open your mouth when they speak truth so that everybody else around you knows the truth that they're speaking. When you don't, when, you see, you don't ever go against a person who speaks against you because then you bring yourself down to their level. And if Jesus is God, he's not going to bring himself down to these people's level. He's just going to be like, tell me when you're at my level, then I'll speak. So when you speak to me at my level, then I'll open my mouth. Y- y'all ain't with me, y'all ain't with me. So now what happens is, is that Jesus now is being condemned. He's not being condemned for anything he said. I didn't catch what I'm saying. He's not being condemned for what he said because he never said anything. Even Pilate is having a hard time putting this guy on a cross. The guy who should be condemning him, the guy who is the enemy, the guy who's against what he believes, he's the guy now that's trying to protect him. Isn't that funny? There's some people, they're not church folks, but they bless you more than church people do. I wish I was preaching to some people to say, there's some stink people in the church. Mm-hmm. They talk, they talk all holy in here, but wait till they get outside. They pretend like they're all that, but really, I don't know if anybody's seeing what I'm saying right now. I, I wish I had some people who would preach with me right now. Uh, you see, I, sometimes what you'll find is, is that person you would have never expected. Oh my God. See, there's a big difference between religiosity and morality. Because there's some moral people, while they aren't religious, they still have morality. They got a code. They got a way. Pilate knows that Jesus shouldn't be going on a cross. And I believe, I truly believe this, that Pilate even had conviction. Because here he is, he brings him up. He says, I'm going to bring out the biggest criminal out here because they, they would definitely choose Jesus over that dude. And they say, nah, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Take, nah, you can't get rid of Jesus. Because he said he's the king of the Jews. We got only one king. His name is Caesar. People don't even know what they're saying. 
And Pilate's going, what? Are you serious? So now Pilate's like, I got to do this because I'm going to lose control of these people. Here's a man who actually has conviction. He speaks to Jesus. Jesus doesn't speak a word. And the Bible says he was amazed and astounded. Why would somebody be amazed by your silence? Because your words don't speak, your actions do. Oh, I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody right now. You can talk as holy as you want, but if you're not living the right way, you can talk and come to church, but if you're not acting the right way. You see, people will see the anointing in you. You see, here's how you know there's something about you. When you can show up to the mall and people look at you a little bit differently. It's not about what you're wearing. It's not about any of that. It's more about the spirit that comes out of you. As soon as you open your mouth, they see, mm, there's something about this person that's different. And if you ever, if you ever really know that you're anointed is when you run into somebody in a funny place and they ask you, what church you go to? Y'all, y'all didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. If somebody came up, you'd be like, oh my God, I am blessed. If you haven't gotten that yet, get on your knees. I'm just kidding. I'm just just joking. But I want to make sure I point this out now. Jesus is condemned to the cross. And now he's being put on the cross. And here's what they tell us. The Bible tells us that they felt the necessity to put something else on the cross. Go back to that text. Look at that verse. Look at at it. Who puts a title on a cross? And notice what they do. They put it over his head. Can I take my time today? They put it over his head. Now that's significant because that means that his title is above him. God anoints you. He puts something above you that's greater than who you are. Mm. You see, the problem is, is we pray to God for things that are equal to us. But how can God's glory be manifested if he gives you something you can qualify yourself for? He says, if I anoint you and I bless you, i got to give you something that's greater than you. So when you get it, you're not going to be arrogant because you know you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Meaning, God's going to give some master's degrees to some people who barely made it out of high school because he's saying that when you finally get it, you're not going to be arrogant about it. You're going to know if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't even be here. Y'all, y'all ain't with me. Y'all with me. God's going to give some people some anointings where you go, I don't know how I made it here, but I thank God that I made it. Meaning the identity, the title, the thing that he's giving you is going to be above And now comes the title, inscribed on wood. And he writes it, and it says, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Now, some people, y'all with me today? I know, it's, I know I'm calm today, I know I'm calm. I didn't want to sweat too much, you know, but I'm still sweating. I don't know how that happened. But, but, but I... Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. 
Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. If you read your Bible enough, you would know that's significant. Because he's saying Jesus of Nazareth, where he is from, King of the Jews, where he has gone. Jesus of Nazareth, where he is from, King of the Jews, what he has become. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. Jesus of Nazareth. If anybody knows what Nazareth is, Nazareth is the ghetto. It is the hood. And Nazareth is broke people town. Y'all ain't with me. Nazareth, even the Bible, when Jesus had, had disciples following him, some guy said, you need to talk to this dude. This dude, he's speaking some stuff. You need to go and see him. Philip go, what, thing, what good thing comes out of Nazareth? Y'all ain't with me. Y'all, I wish somebody would just catch what I'm saying. Some of y'all, you came from some situations. They say, what good thing can come out of that? Y'all ain't with me. Uh, where you came from, how could something good come out of that situation? How can you be successful when you came from that thing? How can you be blessed when you came from... See, see, the enemy, what he wants to do is, he wants to take you back to where you came from because where you came from always limited you. But God says, I'm not looking about where you you came from i'll take where you came from and take you to a place that is higher take you to a place that is greater take you to a place that is better it's not about where you came from it's about where he's taking you and next time they tell you where you came from you say my god is just that good that he can take me out of where i came from and that he can put me in a higher place the bible says this says says jesus of nazareth king of the jews they messed up because you see some would have thought that they put that up to mock him (laughs) some thought that man they put that up to laugh at him and they put that up to mock him and I would have agreed with you if I read Matthew, Mark and Luke but that's why I like John because John says it like it is John says This is really what happened. They wanted to write, he said, he said he was the king of the Jews. Pilate says, I'm not writing that. If I'm going to write something, the thing that I'm going to write is to affirm who he is. There's going to be a time in your life when your enemy, the one who condemned you, is going to call you by who you are. He's going to say, mm, I see now who they really are. Uh, they're way greater than what I ever said. I said they were nobody. They would go nowhere. They would have nothing. They'll never get married, never get blessed, never go through school, never graduate, never get a promotion. None of that will ever happen. But he's saying, you don't got to say anything. There's going to be a day when they're going to be advertising the blessing that I'm putting on your life. Jesus is on that cross and the enemy puts an advertisement. He says... He says, he says, Jesus, I wish y'all helped me preach. Some of y'all sleeping today. He says, he says, Jesus, King, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And he puts it on the cross. And then we know the rest of the story. Jesus is placed on the cross. And he's put on there. And we know, everybody seen Passion of the Christ? Y'all know how it goes. 
You know the story. I can give you a vivid description of what's happening here. But then the cross is put up. And the cross is erected from the ground. And there is Jesus with his arms open, being crucified, barely got any skin on his body. He's bleeding to the point where he should have already died a long time ago. It wasn't just for his divine power of staying alive. Because Jesus understood, I can't die on the pavement. I can't die on the way there. I've got to die on the cross. I don't know if anybody's understanding. Uh, I, I believe if Jesus wanted to die a long time ago, he would have died where they scourged him and where they beat him and pulled off the skin. But Jesus understood that he had a purpose and a calling and that he had to take it even further. I came to tell some people, there's some of you, you wanted to give up where you are, uh, but he's saying, I can't let you die right here. Y'all, y'all with me. Uh, you can't die in this place. God cannot let it happen to you right here. He's got to take you higher. You've got to go further you've got to get to the cross there's got to be something now, now, now here's what I love ready for this he dies on the cross he's, he's, he, he is focused he knows he's going to die but he knows I have to die on the cross and some people ask well why the cross his blood was shed I don't know if anybody's catching what I'm about to say. His blood was shed. He did that already. Isn't it his blood that saves me? But Christ said, I got to die on the cross to make a statement. First of all, everybody got to see me die. So nobody questions whether or not I died. Yeah, y'all, y'all ain't with me. If I died on the way to the cross, some people wouldn't have seen it. But I died on the cross so they can see the title on my head. I died on the cross for another reason now is that the cross represents wood which is the tree oh my god meaning what is happening now is there's a transfer I wish I was preaching to somebody there is a transfer have somebody say transfer God is transferring something right now he's saying here's what I'm gonna do if Jesus is gonna come down and he's gonna bleed and he's gonna die he better die on a tree because the tree is where man sinned. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't with me. Uh, we had lost our hope because it was on a tree. Oh, y'all ain't with me. He said, you should not eat of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, if, if you sin by using a tree, then I have to use the same instrument that you sinned with in order to deliver. Yeah, y'all, y'all with me. I, I've got to use the same conduit that you fell with. And I've got, you see, God is taking some of your sins. Yeah, y'all with me. He's taking some of your mess, some of the stuff that you did. He said, I'm going to use that mess to give you a testimony. Yeah, y'all, y'all. Oh, y'all ain't with me. I'm going to use that mess. I'm going to use those mistakes. I'm going to use your addiction. I'm going to use your problem. And I'm going to turn it around for y'all. Y'all don't believe that. If y'all believe that God can turn your situation around, you would make some noise right now. Because if it wasn't for the goodness of God in my life, if he had not changed some things in me. What I've noticed is this. God has a way of finding us in our mess. I says, what's the cross? I just made the cross real. The cross is your sin. 
do that again. The cross is your sin. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 24, he says, he bears our sins and then he puts it on the cross. So if he bore my sin and he took my sin, anybody, did anybody find God when they were sinning? Anybody find God in their mess? One day you were in your mess and you said, I can't do this no more. I can't stay in this anymore. Something's got to change. <laughs> Some of us, we got that revelation somewhere else. But it was on the tree. <laughs> I don't know what your tree is, but we all got one. That's what Adam revealed. Adam revealed we're sinners. It's in our nature to sin. But here's what I love. Even though the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, <laughs> I thank God somebody died for me. And the Bible says this, about to close. Here is Jesus on the cross. The Bible says that there he is at the center. There's a criminal on the right, a criminal on the left. The Bible says that many of them had, 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 had mocked him. Guys who were on the cross mocking him. Guys who were dying mocking him. But there was one guy. Which makes me understand something. Jesus can be at the center, but he's not at your center. I'm going to say that one more time. He can be at the center, but he's not at your center. Here he is dying in the midst of the criminals. All are mocking him. One guy says, God, if you could just have mercy on me, will you take me with you to paradise? <laughs> People who know me know that's my favorite story in the Bible. You want to know why? There are only a few people we can say for sure went to heaven. Huh. That's good. That's good. That's good. Wow. I can't tell you if Peter went to heaven. I believe he did. I can't tell you, I can't tell you that Moses went to heaven. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I believe he did. But I know for sure that there was a criminal. There was a guy that man condemned. A guy that man said could not live on this earth. That went to heaven. Meaning, I don't have to do anything. I can just show up in church and the minute that I give my life to Christ, I get the same thing that the bishop got. I can get the same thing that the preacher had. I can have the same anointing, the same blessing. There are criminals who will be in heaven. There's some people you would have never thought that would have had the grace of God, but thank God that his love does not count our actions. He says, my love is greater. My blood is greater. If you could just receive. Let's stand right now. 
If we're going to celebrate anything, we should just celebrate the, the cross.